Our scripture this morning comes from John's Gospel in the 20th chapter. And this is what happens. When it was evening on the first day of the week, and the doors of the, the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to them, Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Join me in a prayer. May we come to believe. May we be among those who may not have seen but yet believe all the same. May we rediscover who you are in this season of Easter. May you come to us and speak to us, lift us, renew us. In Christ we pray. Amen. So of all the resurrection appearances, the one we just read is probably the most well-known. The famous tale of doubting Thomas. And part of the telling of that story is that we love to get on to Thomas about it all. There goes Thomas doubting again, we say. Why does he have to ask so many questions? Why can't he simply believe? Why can't he simply say, yes, I hear what you're telling me. I believe too. Why can't he just say, I believe, why does he instead have to say, yes, but? Yes, but I need to see Jesus for myself. Yes, but I need to put my fingers in the mark of the nail. Yes, but I need to feel feel his side. Yes, I hear you, but I'm going to need a little bit more. Why can't? Thomas simply say, I believe. Why can't he believe like the rest of the disciples? That's what we say, isn't it? Why can't he believe like the rest of the disciples? There's only one problem with that statement. And the problem with that statement is, Thomas is not the only one who struggles in this story. But in order to get a sense of that, we have to look a little more closely at it. This resurrection appearance is the third time, I say 
third, third time. Third time Jesus appears to the disciples in, in John's gospel. It's the third appearance. The first appearance is when Jesus comes to Mary Magdalene at the tomb. She's sitting there and has, has hung out there long after the disciples have left the empty tomb on Easter morning. And there she is weeping, we are told, and Jesus appears to her. Why are you weeping, he asks. And the very next thing John tells us that she does is that Mary runs from the tomb and tells the disciples all that she has seen and heard. In essence, I have seen the Lord, she says. I've seen Jesus risen. And what happens next is interesting. It's the beginning of what we picked up on our reading. What happens next is interesting. One would think that after hearing Mary tell of this good news that we might find the disciples out celebrating or sharing this amazing new turn of events with others that they knew, even other followers of Jesus that had been in the crowds and had been following Him, that that's where we'd find them. But that's not where we find them. Where do we find them, John tells us? We find them in the house that they had been meeting in and they were behind locked doors. The door was locked, John says, out of fear. It is their own way of saying, yes, but. Yes, Mary, we heard you, but we're going to need a little more than that. Yes, Mary, but we're going to have to keep the door locked just in case. Yes, but. Yes, but. Yes, but. Thomas is not the only one who struggles in this story. All of the disciples are like that. The funny thing is, when they tell Thomas of the news, you would think that would have settled in on the disciples even then after seeing Jesus when He appears to them behind the locked door. For the second appearance is when they're saying their yes but to Mary and they're hidden there behind a locked door. And after they said that basically to Mary, He walks through the locked door and, and appears to them. They then have seen the risen Christ. And what happens next? John tells us that the very next thing they do is much like Mary running from the tomb, they run from the locked room straight to tell Thomas all about it. And Thomas voices what they had been feeling in their hearts when Mary had come and talked to them about this new turn of events. He's not the only one who struggles with the story. For one week later, John says, where do we find the disciples? Behind the same locked door, in the same room of the same house, hiding away. Even after Mary had said to them what she had experienced, and they themselves had experienced it, nothing has changed. Have they found a new lease on life or some newfound kind of faith? No. Nothing has changed. Thomas is not the only one who struggles. 
all of the disciples struggle with the resurrected Christ. They are all like that. And we are too. The reason we get on to Thomas so much is because the things that bother us about Thomas are the very same things that bother us about ourselves. His doubts are our doubts. His questions are our questions. Their struggles to believe are our struggles to do the same. When we sit there and wonder about how, why Thomas has to ask so many questions, what we're really asking is, why do we have to ask so many questions all the time? When we sit there and wonder why Thomas can't simply believe, what we're actually asking is, why can't we simply believe? The reason we get on Thomas so much is because Thomas reveals to us and reminds us that all too often we have our yes but statements too. Yes, Easter was great last week, but we're going to need a little more than that. Yes, you say you've seen the risen Christ, but we're going to keep our doors locked just the same. Yes, we know that we are now a new people, a new Easter people, but we're not quite sure we believe just yet. Yes, but. Yes, but. Like the disciples so many years ago, our own questions and fears and worries keep us behind locked doors as we hang on to this Easter news for ourselves. But don't worry. Don't worry, friends. For the reason John tells this story the way he does is because he knows us all too well. The reason John talks about these resurrection appearances in the way that he does and in the order that he does and in the fashion that he does is not so much to tell us or show us who we are, but instead to show us who God is. After all, we don't really need someone to tell us anymore about who we are. We've got that down pretty good. We know enough about ourselves to, to know when we're asking about Thomas. We're really asking about ourselves. And what bothers us about Thomas is what bothers us about ourselves. We don't need anyone to spell that out for us. What we do need is for someone to tell us a little more about who God is. And that is exactly what John is trying to do here. He is trying to tell us a little more about God. What he's trying to tell us his answer is his answer to our questions and our doubts and our worries. And John's answer to that is a God who constantly shows up again and again and again and again, regardless of where we are. The Easter miracle of John, one scholar says, is that Jesus keeps appearing to these scared and confused disciples over and over and over again. And so it is with us. 
As Union Seminary President Serene Jones puts it, when doubt crowds our hope, we can be confident that Jesus will come and meet us right where we are, no matter where we are. What John is trying to tell us is that Easter is not something that simply happened last week and now is over and done with. What John is trying to tell us is that Easter is every single day. Easter is about a God who keeps showing up. A God who appears to Mary Magdalene weeping at a tomb. For when she's weeping at the tomb, Jesus appears to her. When she runs and tells the other disciples, but they don't believe her and they hide away in a locked room, Jesus appears to them just the same. When they run and tell Thomas, and Thomas questions, even after all of that, Jesus still appears to him. And so it is with us again and again Easter, John says, is about a God who keeps showing up over and over again until we finally believe. Easter is about God's amazing grace that will not let us go. Not now. Not ever. Yes, God says, but I'll keep coming. I'll keep coming. Happy Easter to you. Amen.